Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're continuing our discussion this week about athletic development. And today's show is all about the role of the coach and the program that they're putting you through. Yesterday we talked about the idea of training versus entertaining and today we're going deep. Greetings, if you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix, Rad is at the table with me, Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Now, before we get started, warm welcome. If you are on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment and we'll send you back some love. Remember, anyone can join and interact. And lastly, shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit that like button, support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. Again, joining us today is Phil White from ADPT Physio. How are you, brother? Good. Had a great morning of uh, teaching people to do some low bar squatting, which is just what gets me going. So gets you feeling going. good. Love Excited it. to chat about this topic. Love it. Life this is, is a good topic. And I have my sunglasses on my head. I'm not sure why. Someone could have told me that. Oh, is that different? <laughs> it, is, uh, it is bright in here, so <laughs> I understand. You know. uh, how are you, Rad? Um, I'm pretty good. I've got rid of the beard and man, does it feel good. I don't know how Dude. I let myself go uh, so hey. much, but I think it's because we haven't been doing any video filming and normally before we film any YouTube videos, I go, I look in the mirror and go, oh shit, I better go and shave. Stop ragging and on the beard. My wife, my wife gives me so much stick about it. She goes, yeah, you never buddy make yourself look good for me, do you? It's just for your YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, but you should have seen one of the comments <clears throat> that came through yesterday about your feet. It was hilarious. About my feet. So, the distressing s- thing was that it was quite positive. Was quite positive. <laughs> on chick, YouTube. Some chick was like, uh, it, w- it was one of the videos that we've done in the past about barefoot training. And she goes, oh, I'd like to get involved with those feet. Like it was like what? it was real like kinky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. So, um, Shout out to Clay times. Conway. Uh, welcome to the stream, brother. If you are on that stream, let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from. Uh, we love you long time. Uh, guys. We're talking about uh, we're talking about the role of a coach and a training program. This week we've gone a lot. Uh, we've gone deep into the notion of functional movement patterns and what we believe are functional movements mm. because they carry over to athletic performance. We've built a strong argument as to why movement complexity should be the very last thing that you progress because it is very hard to you know, um, uh, apply the principle of progressive overload, which is probably the single most important principle in strength and conditioning, uh, both for the the development of fitness, cardiovascular fitness, um, muscular strength, maximal strength, and also flexibility. Without progressive overload, really, uh, you go nowhere. And uh, and today we're really going to talk about, you know, uh, the role of a good strength or um, uh, strength and conditioning coach or personal trainer or exercise physiologist or um, physiotherapist in all of this 
and uh, also the role of a, an exercise program and, and, and really what you should do. And, and we've spoken about this before and it, it is very important that we understand that, you know, when we come to the gym uh, or we exercise, uh, we are doing that um, for something and it's very different to the, you know, the reason why we would go and compete or take to the field and, um, and, and we feel that people get that a little bit confused. And today we're going to talk about, um, you know, how to not confuse that. And, the, and, and then once we understand that, okay, when I go to the gym, I'm not competing. Uh, that's that's my, my moment to prepare for my competition. Or, and, and your competition can literally be everyday life. You know, it can be like, I just want to perform at a really high level in life in general. I want to be able to run around with my kids. I want to be able to lift my kids over my head. And I want to be able to um, do that for a very long time or, or just feel confident when I'm at work or uh, whatever else. Uh, that, that's totally fine if that's your competition. But go to the gym and, uh, and get good at that. Yeah. I think like the kind of way to think about this is it's, it's almost like uh, thinking about like teaching like sometimes coaches and, and physios and everyone kind of gets caught up in like teaching very specifics instead of teaching principles. And so you kind of think about like the different variables of, um, you know, load capacity, um, strength and flexibility and all the, then the, the workout variables that are involved in that is almost like teaching people the alphabet. And then sometimes coaches get the mistake of, you know, imagining someone who had never learned, you know, how to speak before and was teaching them very specific words to go and use in context. And sure, that's very good for like, if you need to speak the word that is doing a bicep curl and a BOSU ball. But then if you go out into a sports field and you haven't learned the alphabet, you don't know how to basically like, you know, be adaptable and use those principles of how a word is function like formed to then speak whatever language you need at that time. So a bit of a weird like, little um, analogy there, but um, I'm trying to work on analogies to get things across but basically it's like you want to be teaching learning like principles that they, and compound movements and, and our fundamental movements are the kind of uh, principles that then get applied into specific situations so wacky analogy but there you go I like it I like <laughs> it we um I remember actually when um, uh, we, we we used to have a bit of a past where a lot of people came to us that got injured and it was because we were doing what people were asking us that they wanted to do, meaning the, the client was dictating the session. So people would come to us and say, I want to learn, I want to build heaps of muscle and I want to uh, learn how to do Olympic lifting or whatever. And we would coach people on whatever they asked us to do. And Yanni said to us eventually, he said, um, he just said, man, I'm sick of this. I am sick and tired of these Giving people. them what they need, well, what they want. want. <laughs> no, but you did. Do you remember this? Do you remember? You said, I'm, I'm sick and tired. These guys came to me. They wanted to um, get muscly. I told them they needed to do a foundations program. They said, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I just want to, you know, fo focus on bulking up. And six weeks later, they had tendinopathy and shoulder issues and they had to stop and go to physio. I, I almost got taken to court. I had yeah. someone threaten to take me to court. Yeah. And we... And we made the decision that what we were going to do is we were going to be very realistic with people and people would say to us, these are my goals. And then we would say, okay, cool. Well, this is where you're at and that's where you want to be. And these are the steps that you have to take to get you there. And we're going to take you on those steps. And I think that was a big step for us in the right direction where it, it takes a little bit of time to build that trust within the community because you, you know results don't come straight away but then people start to see the results of their friends after six months or a year and they start asking questions and then you start getting referrals and so on and so forth and i think um for me a lot of coaches because we were scared of doing that right when you're a coach 
you think to yourself, well, if I don't give this person what they want, they're going to leave and go somewhere else. And a lot of the time you're right. Hmm. So you have to really believe in yourself and you've got to back yourself. Yeah, 100%. And, and look, that's what you're always juggling, as a per, especially a personal trainer. The ro- you know, um, athletic coaches, geez, you picked a good time to muck with that, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, this bloody thing, man. Anyway. <laughs> You've got, got a lot of time before we go live to do a podcast yeah, and muck around wanted, with that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, we, got, we got Rad here. If you can't see on the video, there's one of the great reasons why <laughs> sure you should you can do hear. what Clay Conway's doing. I'm sure you can hear it. No, he's, you can't uh, hear he's, decided, he's decided to muck around with his mic boom arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after we go live, uh, so can I just jump in here about the idea of like patient-led, like decision and shared decision making between coaches and and you know athletes or you know same context with like physios and um, or other practitioners and their patients. Like, I think you know I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea and say like oh you know that the professional is always right and that the like the patient or the client has no say in it. But I think it's kind of it often comes down to like a, a kind of communication issue where it's like. You know, if, I remember there was lots of people who wanted to come here and they just want to do handstands and just want to do handstands all the time. And so they'd come in here being like, oh, why don't we spend more time doing handstands in the session? But, you know, you guys with all your, your training and your experience in developing handstand have realized that, like, the way you best get that skill is have a fun like a fundamental like mo- overhead mobility level the um you know the whole body line and like the the, the strength of like holding that handstand position and the strength through the shoulders and load capacity through the, the shoulders the wrist conditioning and that's exactly what you're doing in the unity program is you're building up all those things and then like the skill development is something that you you know you kind of have to do outside of your own time but if you just came in and did handstands every day you wouldn't get like adequate sort of strength, flexibility, and um, load capacity from just hammering away at handstands, and you'd miss out on all the other lower body strength, all the other lower body mobility, and all of that. And so I, I remember that kind of conversation happening at the gym, being like, hey, we've got to stop like just you know doing what the people want and explain to them that like if you really want to achieve that, then you need these foundational principles to then apply to that sort of sport you want to do. So it's not a matter of like saying, hey, patients or um, clients, like get out of here, you're wrong. It's like kind of that educational piece and it's what we're doing here really is trying to explain like you know what we're trying to do is give you the tools you need those principles to take away and apply to whatever you want to do yeah that's right and as a coach it's very very hard because you are like what rad said you're challenged by a, a lot of people and i know this firsthand because i've been a coach now for almost 17 years uh, or actually more yeah and uh and it, and it is um it's very challenging when someone says, I want this and this is the time frame I've got to achieve it. And if you don't do it, and uh, I will go to someone else and you're desperate for the, for the income and uh, you gotta pay rent at your gym or whatever else that you're doing. And, and I said yes to that a lot. And I ended up saying yes to that to the wrong person who, who gave me a ridiculously short time frame to achieve a, a body composition goal. And he had some really bad structural issues that needed to be dealt with first. And I knew, I knew what the result was gonna be. I'd already had six years experience training people and I could just see it from a mile away. And uh, lo and behold, he hurt himself on like week three of an eight week program. And, uh, and he, was a, he was a lawyer and he basically sent me a letter in the, uh, an email uh, summons to court saying that I had to go to court. Uh, was because he was, was in the army or after I'd gotten out? When you're in the army, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 
and I ended up smoothing it over with him and we ended up remaining sort of somewhat friends after that. But, uh, but it was like, holy crap, are you serious? Like I literally, luckily I could send him an email cause I'd put it in writing cause I was smart enough that every dialogue I had with someone that really was important, I would follow up with an email afterwards. And I had an email where I uh, a record of an email saying, I am strongly advising against doing this. I usually have a 12 week mm. general preparations program that I believe you need to do. And I think we could speed that up and get it done in nine weeks, but that will not meet your, your goal. And, uh, but, but it's just, it's just what your body needs, you know? Anyway, long story short, you're always get pulled in two dire directions. And I agree with Phil that it re requires a lot of education, but what it also requires is having some skin in the game so that you've got a little bit of authority. Uh, personal trainers don't begin with that authority like a physiotherapist or a doctor does. Uh, and, and so the only thing that does it for them is, it is, 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 um, uh, a time in the game experience to be able to say no to that person and, and one, not care about losing the income because he probably goes to someone else. Uh, but two, also for them sometimes to go, well, hold on, I've seen this guy's track record. He knows what he's talking about. Maybe I should listen to him, you know? Yep. Uh, we had to say no to someone um, just yesterday or the day before we, we had an inquiry from somebody that was telling us how they had a pacemaker and they can't do high intensity training, but they really want to do group training and they'd like to come along and, what can we offer them? And and I talked it through with Yanni, and we just said no, we can't we can't do that because we just can't cater for we're that. We're not the right we're not the right fit for that person. Yeah, you know because because uh, we do group training and we can't really you know when certain people need, need need the care that they need. And I'm only saying that because we've we've become good at saying no, and I think a lot of trainers aren't. But you know yeah, I mean if we go back to the topic of the show, you know you, it, regardless of what your goals are, your trainer should be working on building your low capacity, building your confidence with the basic movements, building your strength, flexibility and fitness in a safe, progressive manner so that you work towards whatever that big goal is that you've got and you can do it safely. And unfortunately for a lot of people, it doesn't come as quick as they think it would or as, or as they'd like it would. And the journey is a little longer than what a lot of people are willing to, to sign up for. Um, and yeah, as what Yanni and I have both said, it, um, what's even more unfortunate for a lot of people is that a lot of coaches are not willing to be honest about that and they just say, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Let's get you there. And um, yeah, it, it does lead to a lot of problems, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's, I, I wrote about this yesterday in my daily blog about the fact that success comes from patience. No successful person gets successful being in a rush. Uh, and and that is the same for just about every facet of life, whether it's um, health, um, wealth, you know, or career success. It's very, it's uh, you don't, you, you, there's just not many um, cases that you get there really quickly. And we spoke about it earlier at the, on the physio special this week with Nilesh talking about how often um, athletes, when they finally break through and make it to the big leagues and 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 get and, and get selected for a professional. Um, uh, opportunity, they're already injured because they've worked so hard and, and essentially rushed the process to get there as quickly as possible uh, and overtrain themselves and train themselves into an injury and their career is over before it ever gets started. And uh, and it's not just professional athletes that are doing this, people are doing it left, right and centre. Uh, the faster you make money, the quicker you lose it. Look at the history of lottery winners to, to if you want reinforcement of that. You know, no, n there's no lottery winners that ever end up wealthy. Uh, and the same goes in, in exercise. 
exercise. The quicker you get it, the quicker the body transformation, the faster you lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- yeah, it's not just patience; it's consistency. So you can't just wait for it. Like you've got to consistently work at it as well. So yeah, it's but it's the patience of going through that that process. It's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, there was that. I don't even know the guy's name. He was it was a little bit arrogant in his videos. He was. Um, uh, an American dude, an African-American bodybuilder who was in his 70s and he was talking about how he used to compete against Arnie. And I, I did really like his message, but he, he was having a little bit of a stab saying, if you look at the, the tortoise versus the hare, I beat Arnie, you know, because he's talking about the results that he has now versus the way that Arnie looks now. And the, and the guy did look amazing. He was really, do you remember that video? He was doing the splits in his video and stuff. I can't remember. You know, remember? That. He had an amazing physique and he was doing the splits and everything. But... He said that the only things you need to worry about for real results is patience and consistency. And, and that, that really resonated with me because it, it makes sense. You know, you, you've got to be consistent and then you've just got to be patient. You've got to, you've got to allow it to, um, to unravel in front of you. So one could say that the true role of a coach and program is to teach patience and consistency. Mm-hmm. But if we break it down on a fundamental level, the true role of a coach and program is to focus on the basics and and teach you the alphabet like phil said teach you the principles that have stood the test of time that are required to develop strength flexibility flexibility and fitness so that you can then go and um, deploy that in whatever you choose to do whether it's just general life whether it's a sport whether it's a hobby whatever it is and the most important uh, of those principles is to understand progressive overload and, and load capacity and to uh, and to build that load capacity in a way where you remain injury free and you become more injury resilient for whatever you're going to do and then at the same time develop um, the attributes that you need for whatever you're looking for based on your goals that's might be speed it might be endurance it might be maximal strength it might be um, uh, uh, suppleness flexibility agility you know and those are the things you can develop in your program Uh, but it's you and then uh, you know to a degree, at the end of that, you might need a coach to motivate you a little bit, you know, uh, um, and that's okay. And that's what I, I think a, a really important topic to sort of discuss here because it's all well and good to say, like, you know, you should be doing it like patient and consistency, but one of the biggest barriers to people's like engagement with healthcare is them enjoying it. Yep. And so that's where like the real kind of art of the coach comes in. Like, there's a science of a coach, you can, you know, do everything kind of by the book, but then it kind of comes down to the coach to really find a way of making it engaging making it interesting and um and and building that sort of intrinsic motivation in the in the activity itself and so i think that's where like with like the unity program becomes really powerful where you have those you know uh every um six weeks with the the testing weeks where you can kind of get that objective feedback that kind of reinforces the process and keeps you engaged instead of just going for this like endless sort of striving of whatever but then um, you know, one of the things we're saying that, you know, training is not and one of the things that coaching is not is it's not competition and your program shouldn't be doing those things that kind of, you know, test you there because we want to build up the um, the basic found fundamental movements and flexibility, load capacity and um, fitness and, and strength. And so where I think it, this is really key is like, you know, like find a, an expression of, of your fitness and, and your health that can then make the, the patient and consistent grind like kind of worth enjoyable. it and, yeah. and enjoyable and yep. and you start getting those like tangible um you know feelings of, of of benefit in your external things so for me it's you know beach volleyball surfing and ocean swimming whereas you know for rad it's when he tries out some new funky calisthenics move or you know like it's it, we all have like our different things that is a good expression of um fitness that 
you know keeps you keeps you going so it's like we're not just telling you to be robots like we want you to love doing exercise but the thing that people get wrong is that they think that like the coach is the one that should be keeping them entertained with new funky stuff that doesn't actually get a result yeah 100 percent. and uh, isaiah here has said has asked a really great question he says hey guys big fan of the ums i'm a pt with one year's experience with the pressure of trying to make income as you guys are discussing is it possible to integrate a give what the client wants but also slipping in what they need approach and still reach decent results now first and foremost i want to make it absolutely clear to everyone out there who is a personal trainer or a coach to some degree you know i am not for one minute suggesting that you ignore a client's goals you know when they come to you and they have a specific goal that it is very important that what you do and what you construct achieves their goal but you got to understand and you got to remember that they do not have the education that you've got and they certainly don't have the education collectively that we all have sitting around the table here in the year's experience and therefore it's your job as a coach not only to get their result and not only to entertain them so that they stay long enough to to, to uh, you know to see it through it's your job to educate them as to why you know, and as long as you can justify whatever it is that you're doing properly so that it's not just, you know, um, shit, then yeah, do, you, you, you absolutely can combine the two. Absolutely. And yeah. so you should. So you should. This is what uh, Phil was talking about before, having, a, having an open dialogue between what they want to achieve and how they should best uh, uh, approach it, you know. And you have to have, and my advice to you, as I, Isaiah, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, is that you, uh, con you, you develop the confidence to have those conversations, you know, with utmost conviction. This, you know, you, you, you cannot. And what, where I went wrong um, in my experience that I shared before in that story is that, at, you know, that person, that individual, I should have said no to. You know, I should have said because they were so stubborn about it and and uh, and and, you know, it was just really unrealistic and it was a lose lose situation for me. You know, I could have gone in and, and gone at an approach that just never would have achieved the goal. Like, you know, I could have dialed down the intensity of the workouts. This person wanted to um, put on muscle mass and uh, and and lean up um, in eight weeks for a, a specific event and um and that he was going to be walking around with his shirt off and he gave me eight weeks and when i ran him through a, a series of very basic um structural balance assessments it became very apparent that he had some previous injuries that he was working on and he also had some like quite obvious structural balance postural issues that i knew from my track record would present problems you know uh, he had very very rounded shoulders very tight pecs quite an, a, a bad restriction in one of his shoulders that um, uh, was was like really obvious and I just knew that if he training for muscular hypertrophy is one of the most dem physically demanding programs you'll ever do it's designed really to um, uh, be such intense stimulus that the body is forced to adapt and lay down new muscle tissue more muscle tissue um enlarge the cell size of the muscle tissue and that whole process is, is is only done by putting an immense amount of stress on the body and if you've got underlying issues they'll usually um you know and one of the things you also have to do is 
do a lot of stress, but then also fuel it in a big way. And if you're trying to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. Yes, and and, and this guy also, you know, in the lifestyle analysis, he was a party animal. Uh, he had, you know, he, he was boasting about how him and his partner had just uh, uh, built this amazing house and they had this crazy house in, in a area of Sydney where, you know, they just had people over every weekend partying until the wee hours of the morning. He was a real socialite. And I was just like, all, everything that I got, um, that I learned in his initial pre-exercise questionnaire, I was just like, this is going to be an absolute nightmare, you know. And um, and it, it turned out to be, you know, and that c- it comes with experience. And it, uh, but but my advice to you is that you um, you get really confident in what you're doing, and what you're, what you're doing here, spending time with us, educating yourself is a, is is the first step. You know, your education um, uh, is going to be paramount to this. And then just you know, systemize what you're doing in such a way that you can you know you can replicate the, the results and mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and um, and then people will start to you know listen to you. You and you have won't to be able. You have to it. be able to explain why you do anything. Yeah. If you if you can't explain something and you're doing something that somebody doesn't associate it with their goals, then you're in real trouble. But if you can explain it well, if you can say, okay, you've told me that you want to get here and and this is how we're going to get you there. We're going to reverse engineer it by doing blah, 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 blah. And so this step is being done so that we can then move to that step. And then once that's ticked off, we're going to move to that and that's going to take you to where you want to be. And if somebody can see that, they go, okay, wow, that makes sense. But if, if what they're getting is I want to do this, but you're making me do this and you're not telling me why that you're not going to have a long. And so having, having a really good understanding of the variables that a a strength coach does um, manipulate in terms of, um, you know, so basically like intensity of the movements and how much weight you're putting on through external weight or leverage in the body, um, the range going through the um, tempo of the movement um, and then um, having a good understanding of like, uh, structure balance as well. I think if you can kind of get your head around all of those and then use the principles of specificity around like, you know, basically if you want to be faster, you need to train for speed. If you want to be stronger, you need to, you know, work within a certain rep range. If you want to put on muscle, you work within a certain rep range. Like kind of understanding all of those things and which variables are most important for that person. You can follow like with the, you know, with the UMS, it's all about like building structural balance into into your workout and ticking off those fundamental movements you can very easily make a good case for why you're doing each of the things because you know for someone who i don't know maybe who's playing tennis who thinks that they should be loading up a rubber band on a tennis racket and you know going ham like that's not going to be as useful as like getting a good shoulder like healthy shoulders from getting a balance of uh of, of push and pull and um you know getting some external rotation um strength in there to limit anterior glide so you can in the shoulder joint so you can um whip the the racket harder without sort of you know instability within the shoulder um and then working on like you know a foundations phase of, of building up like a good bit of muscle mass to provide support and then working into a power phase where you're um you know you're really working on speed of movement then you can kind of then make a very like clear like reasoning to your client like hey like this is why we're doing each of these things and suddenly now they're attaching like you know their outcome of wanting to hit the ball harder and get their racket like their top serve speed up um to you know doing tempo reps on a bench press Mm. like and that's can can i i want to say this before we finish isaiah's um written something in here that i feel that i would like to answer um he said awesome i get a lot of complimentary sessions for new members 
which if anybody doesn't understand what that means, he's saying that he's a trainer at a gym and he gets given new members as somebody that he has to give a complimentary session to and you know it's up to him Free. to try and win them over as a, as a client or just give them an experience that they, that they enjoy at the gym. And he's saying, I try to teach them bracing techniques, hip and shoulder, torque creation and the discipline of training in terms of ego and dysfunctional overreaching. For most, it goes over the head, but it seems like I'm on the, the right track. Thanks for the heads up. Bro, I'm going to give you some um, feedback that I wish I got when I was a year into the into the industry. I, I would say that you're not on the right track. The, the, the further a coach gets down the track with training people, the simpler they the more they know and the simpler they explain things to people if you see the things that yanni richard phil and i work on with with new people we we do the exact opposite we try to find things that they really really understand like you don't want to be giving somebody in their first couple of sessions something that goes over their head that does not work in your favor or in the client's favor you need to find a way to communicate things to them that they're going to understand and relate to their goal and i i get where you're at and i remember being there myself like you kind of feel like it's almost your job to wow somebody with things that they've never heard before but if you're feeling like it's going over their head um, I don't think you're doing them or yourself any favours, personally. It is very hard. And, and, and as I has done the right thing and he's gone and got himself educated, he's got a Bachelor of Sports Exercise Science under his belt, which is exactly what I would suggest doing for a trainer if you can bear doing uni rather than just doing a, you know, eight-week personal training course. Um, but... Um, it it's it, it also fills you with a lot of useless knowledge you know like you, you you have to be very selective about what you use to uh indoctrinate people into your into your um you know ecosystem and and i think you need to come up with a um a, a system that you can really rally behind and then uh and then you know and 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 for us it's a balance between strength flexibility and fitness uh, and we feel very strongly that that's the best way to train people and that's what you need to do and then you need to just figure out the best way of communicating that to you, to your client and they will rally behind you if you're passionate about it yeah. you know don't try to dazzle them with your education because they'll never they'll never understand you and most likely not none of them not nor should they um, just just create something that you really believe strongly uh, mm. and then get and, and then get them to rally behind that yeah. you know build your army build your tribe yeah. around that yeah as someone who has just spent most of their life at uni um, it's so good to understand all of these concepts really well but then yeah definitely like the key thing is to understand like which give, which bits to give when and like who the right sort of audience for it is so I definitely recommend that idea of like you know like getting things nice and simple see there are going to be patient like there are going to be clients who are just so on board and they just want to know more and more and more and definitely you know go into the weeds with them but then with the people who just don't need so much information it can be just a bit overwhelming sometimes so you just, it becomes a matter of like really reading people instead of just trying to like you know give everything every like everything to everyone yeah. and um you know that's something that i've been trying to figure out but uh yeah i think the 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 more simply and clearly you can explain something it's a sign of like 
Yeah, 100%. Yep. And, really keep, and, and keep tuning in because this year we have some huge plans. Over the next couple of years, we're actually uh, creating a B2B certification for UMS so that trainers can become a unified movement system coach certified. And we're going to be rolling, as a result, we're going to be rolling out a lot of content for free uh, behind that that you guys can can benefit from. So, you know, we'll be talking a lot more about discussions like this around coaching and, and, uh, and being a great coach and personal trainer. So, Keep, stay tuned, keep tuning into the podcast, get yourself involved in the UMS Movement Mastermind group. Heck, maybe even do uh, a period of time as a UMS online coaching client. I know we've got a lot of personal trainers in that group and physiotherapists and practitioners as well. Speaking of which, we're going to jump over there now. So everyone who it. is in the UMS online coaching tribe, jump over to that page on Facebook and we will be live in just a minute or two. Thanks guys for tuning in today. We're going to bring this one in for a landing tomorrow. We're going to go deeper into how we do all this stuff, the role of a UMS coach and program tomorrow. Thanks very much. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.